Okie dokie. What? That's the way you said okie dokie. Okie dokie. I'm trying to bring it back. Okay, sure, yeah. So, Harry, mm-hmm. have you ever had to hide from people in your life? And if so, what is the most creative place in which you have ever hidden? Okay. Um, now, to answer your first question, have I ever had to? I've never had to. Sure. You've chosen to. <laughs> I've chosen Nobody to. Nobody forced you to no. hide. No. Okay. No. Um, okay, so I've got two stories. Yeah. First one, I was quite young. I don't remember exactly how old, maybe like five or six, that sort of age. Uh-huh. And uh, I was in a Laura Ashley shop with my mum. Oh, okay. Because your dad worked in Laura Ashley for many years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, mum was shopping in Laura Ashley. And I thought it would be fun to hide behind a few rolls of fabric. Sure. Um, now, it, are you sure you weren't getting into drag at an early age here? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it's going to culminate It's going to take a very fantastic turn. Yeah, later. yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, a very fabulous turn. Um, but no, it does not. So yeah, I hit behind these rolls of fabric and uh, I thought, hey, this is a great game. I am winning at hide and seek. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody knew that I was playing. (laughs) That's always the worst. (laughs) Um, And uh, it really got out of hand when she called the police. Oh no. Because I'd been (laughs) missing for like half an hour or something in the middle of a town centre. She had no idea where I was. I mean, half an hour, that seems a bit excessive to call the police, but sure. But but I don't know how long it was, but whatever the duration was, she called the police (laughs) and uh, it got quite out of hand. I still found it funny. I'm sure you did. Was she mad? (laughs) Yeah, of course she was. (laughs) (laughs) And nobody found me either. Sorry, I did. Did you just come out at some point? I just, I just, yeah, I just came out, <laughs> but not in that way. So gonna... Don't get too excited. <laughs> uh, the other time was many years later, uh, when I would have been about seventeen or eighteen, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, I decided I wasn't going into sixth form today. I wasn't going into school today. Okay. So I stayed home by myself. Both my parents went out, and. Uh, well, so initially I just stayed in my room. They didn't know I was in my room. They probably assumed that I'd gone to school because I was, you know, kind of living a little in- independently from my parents at that point. Sure. Um, as, you know, some 18-year-olds kind of do. And so, yeah, they assumed I was in school, but I wasn't. So when they left, I snuck into the kitchen to, to go and get some food. Um, I just went in to, like, grab a box of cereal and go back to my room and just plans to just stay there all day. Sure. God, that room must have smelled really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've all been there. But while I was in the kitchen, my dad came home from work early for whatever reason. Probably because he was skiving too. Yeah, (laughs) I actually think he was, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh shit, I'm in the kitchen. I'm caught. But it's like an open plan room. So the kitchen and living room is one room. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, he's he's coming in through the only exit. What do I do? And I hid behind the sofa, Uh (laughs) um, as any sane person would. So I'm still just like in my dressing gown. I'm very clearly like skiving. This is like 10 a.m. or something. Sure. And dad comes in, he's in the kitchen and then he just starts like making himself a little meal. He just starts making a brunch. Oh, he was completely skiving too. I, you know what? I, I I don't know. He was the manager of a shop, so I don't know if he was on shift or not. Okay, sure. But yeah, and so then it's just it's drawn out for ages and ages and ages. And he's it's like an hour. I'm just lying down behind, <laughs> behind the sofa. Also, just with the arrangement of the room, if he just sort of looked up a little over the kitchen counter, he would have seen me. Like, I could see the top of his head yeah. without moving. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I could see him, he could see me if he just looked in the right direction. I'm tr- I'm trying it to was picture- a terrible hiding place. I'm trying to picture your sofa. Why was it so far out? Aren't they normally <laughs> up against walls? 
Uh, yeah, there was kind of like a beam against the, the bottom of the wall, so it couldn't go right against the wall. Oh, okay, so you'd wedged yourself in that beam. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so after an hour, he le- he leaves the room, maybe goes and does something outside, and I take that moment to like there with my bo- clutch from a box of cereal, and I sneak back into the house and like, oh, got away with it. And then like four p.m. comes around, and I pretend to come home from school. I think I've even like put my uniform on and everything. I've like what, I've did you like, the whole shimmy out the window or something. Well, they had two houses. So. Oh, right. Okay. And uh, yeah, I come back, walk into my parents' house, in, in, uh, into their kitchen. And uh, dad says, so how was school? And, was, <laughs> and immediately I'm like, he knows. <laughs> I, can't, I can't lie. I'm, I'm not a good liar. And I was like, it's, it, was, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was the least convincing thing ever. It was like, are you buying this? Mm. Is this a good lie? Yeah. No. No. Okay. And he was like, "Did you did you go to?" School? I was like, "No, I didn't. I didn't go to school today." So did he know the whole time? He he said, "So do you know how I knew? Your school bag was still there the whole time." Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, "God damn, that's such a rookie!" And I was telling him the whole story, like I'm laughing about it. He's kind of laughing, and uh, yeah, it's hilarious. But like oh, rookie mistake, just left that was, the school bag. Yeah, that, that's ba- that's basic. Yeah, yeah. but like. I hadn't got out of bed by the time that I should have already left for school. So sure. school bug was always going to be there. Mm. Oh, well. <laughs> and my favorite thing about that story is the idea that your dad instantly knew you were there, but just decided to torture you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So yeah, I guess as a, as a child, I was, I was, a, I was great at hiding, but as a teenager, I only thought I was great. Not so much. Yeah. Maybe I thought I was the same size as that five-year-old kid. <laughs> so I think, yeah, it gets harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to... <coughs> oh, wow, your voice broke. You all right there? Was it all that talking about your teenage years? You had a flashback oh. to puberty. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Let me take another run up at that again. Welcome back, everybody, to Beyond the Box. Stop smiling at me. Where the podcast where today we are picturing prequels, sequels, and spin-off ideas to Parasite. We'll also be picturing some drinking games and hearing other sequel pitches from our Twitter followers. But first, we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments from the original movie and catch you up with a bit of a plot summary. I'm Harry, the host with the most voice spasms, it seems. Clearly, yeah. And joining me as always, the host with the most chance of one day living in a sewer, it's John Lucas. <laughs> I, I, I wish, I dream of a sewer. In this economy, a sewer? <laughs> Um, so Parasite. Yes. So we were going to do Armageddon. That was the original decision. But then we realized that we'd got our dates mixed up and we are actually on the eve of Oscar season by the time this episode comes out. Mm-hmm. And we do have a little tradition in this Well, podcast. I think this, this episode comes out. Does it, do we release on Mondays these days? Mondays, yes. Yeah, so, so this, this, will... this will be like the day after Oscars, right? Uh, Oscars no. is a Sunday night. Yes. So as you are listening to this, viewers, it is the day after the Oscars and mm-hmm. you know who's won. Yep. Uh, we at this point do not. No, nope, we're about a week and a half out. No, but uh, yes. Yeah, so, so basically, we wanted to have the first post Oscars episode be a classic Oscar movie because that's kind of our tradition we've done the last few years. Mm-hmm. So we thought we'd park Armageddon for now. We'll, we'll come back to it. We'll mm. come back to it at some point, I'm sure. Uh, but for now, we're actually going to look back at one of the big Oscar players from last year. In fact, last year's Best Picture winner, mm-hmm. and that is Boon Jong Director winner. Uh, yeah, many awards, uh, and that is Parasite. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm glad. Yeah, I'm pleased. 
This was a pleasure to rewatch. Yes, it really was. It was my favorite Oscar film last year. I was over the moon when it won. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a nice little surprise when it won. It was. It? it was. It was very much like the Olivia Colman Glenn Close moment, mm. like when because it was. Was it nineteen seventeen? Everyone thought was going to win. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I know you like the film, and I, I. I thought that was, the film was fine, but it would have been very like okay. Um, like in hindsight, I know I was happy with this at the time winning. In hindsight, I'm like way happier with this. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like looking back 12 months looking back you know years you know in years time um this just feels like a much more iconic film oh, that's what yeah it's it's 1917 it's a good film i'm not taking anything away from it it's very impressive but but at the end of the day it's a war film it would have been I an other war film that wins an yeah Oscar, and yeah. like it's you know it's it's got it's gotten it got an interesting story but it's not quite a blow you away story it's more no. about like how it was made and you know the the quality of film yeah this film feels feels like it's got a lot more to say yeah at the same time as being a passion piece yes exactly yeah yeah mm, absolutely also and a really well made film and a brilliant film yeah also it was the first and of course to date last since it was last year <laughs> uh, it was the first ever foreign language film to win best picture mm-hmm. 92 years it took for a film not in english to win best picture well yeah. it's kind of embarrassing yeah but uh, yeah well, the Oscars not like the American Awards, though. Well, de facto, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is, but yeah. I, it, it's 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 like how the the Baftas very often will favour a, a British awardee. Mm, sure, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But it's interesting because this year we do have Minari in the mix as well, mm-hmm. and I know like before, Parasite Roma was a nominee, and everyone thought that was going to win, and it didn't. So it's not like foreign films can't compete. Mm-hmm. But I do think maybe it's broken a seal somehow. And maybe. Yeah. Well, you think Minari's got a shout? I don't think Minari's going to win Best Picture. I'd love it if it yeah. did. I think it's great. But um, I don't know. I feel like it's opened some doors, definitely. Parasite has opened some doors. So yeah. for more representation for foreign films, which yeah. I'm always here for. I love a foreign film. Yeah, sure. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm not always here for a foreign film. I'm always here for representation because it brings mm. variation. Exactly. Yeah. A bit of variety. Yeah. yeah which is very important mm-hmm. well i feel like you, like you get more interesting st- not not like universally obviously but no not yeah not every time even but- that even this oscar season which has been for me a bit of a dull one <laughs> there's been it's been a bit of a dud year to be honest this mm-hmm. current oscar season mm-hmm. that we're in right now not a lot to recommend it but i would say the two films that two of the films i enjoy the most have been foreign language which have been minari and another round the danish mm-hmm. film that's up for best oh, director yeah, yeah. and best foreign film mm. um yeah they're two of my absolute top fives this year i think they should be, i think another round has been robbed of a best picture nomination frankly mm-hmm. but yes i, I I'm, I'm not saying that it has to always be foreign language films obviously it is an american award show obviously there's going to be big american films and that's fine mm-hmm. but i'd li- i do like to see that variety and i think it opens up to different kinds of storytelling that you don't necessarily always see mm. from you know, mainstream blockbuster films. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Um, should we get into it? Yeah, sure. Okay. So, yeah, Parasite, we all know, came out last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of the character names. Because you were racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it's, it's between the Parks and the Kims. Yeah. So, basically, the film centers around a family called the Kims. It's a self, we should say it's a South Korean film mm. directed and written by Boon Jong-ho, mm-hmm. who also did Snowpiercer, which mm. we did very early on in the podcast. Yeah. And a lot of films that we haven't seen that I feel like for the podcast or not, I feel like I want to watch more of his stuff. Oh, feel, me too. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I've, I've had a film called The Host on my watch. Same. Yeah. I've never watched it there. Yeah. And did you ever watch that one he did for Netflix, that Okja, the one about the 
Mm, don't think so. It's about a dragon or something. Uh, it's like a thinly veiled story about vegetarianism, I think. Jake Gyllenhaal's <laughs> in it. Don't know. No, no I'm not, I've not heard of this. No, sounds, he did the. He, he, sounds he, great. He's done a bunch of films. He's you know he's very well regarded. But mm. uh, and and of the two films he's done that I've seen, I think they're both amazing. So mm, definitely, definitely has to see more Boon Jong Ho films. Yeah. But it is this film Parasite. It is set in South Korea, present day, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it centers around this family, the Kims, who are a very, very poor family mm-hmm. of um, kind of living hand to mouth in this very Korean kind of half basement apartment. It's weird, isn't it? Apparently, it's... these are very common structures in South Korea. A silver mm-hmm. ad. I don't think you really see them in the UK because it's kind of like. It's not quite a basement, but it's not quite a ground floor. It's kind of mm-hmm. in between the two, so they can just see over the. They have windows that just look mm-hmm. over on people's feet, basically. Yeah. So you just, which for me will be the worst of both worlds. <laughs> well, you, you do get that here. Do like you? In, in Leeds, even, you, you'll, you'll get like a, a basement that's got a window and, you know, you can see at the window and you're not looking directly at, well, sometimes you are looking directly up. Mm, I um, guess, maybe. Yeah. And like people do live in them and they can be a bit grim. Yeah. I do Consta- not... Constantly damp. Yeah. I, do I mean, not, not, like not grim idea. like this kind of grim. Full of... Why did you. Uh, I didn't mean to like gesture to your flat. I, oh, right, okay. I, I, I was gesturing more to the conversation we're having about Parasite. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> um, yeah, not the kind of grim where it like will half fill the sewage, but I do have a story about living in a basement that filled the sewage. Oh, you did live in a basement for a while, didn't you? So this must have had some personal resonance for you. Well, no, I lived in a house with a basement, but and that basement had a toilet in it that was below the city sewer line. So... The toilet had a pump attached to it that would turn on whenever you flush the toilet. Mm-hmm. But at one point, that pump broke. Oh dear! And so the the sewer just kind of emptied into our basement. Much like happens in this film at a certain points. I, I imagine way less spectacularly. Sure. Um, but uh, also, I was on holiday, so it's my housemate's problem to deal with. <laughs> they called the landlady. Landlady did not deal with it for about five days or something. I came back from the holiday, just took one sniff at the house, and just left. I just went away for longer <laughs> <laughs> it was like i'm not back, stepping foot in there uh, back to france was, i guess was, yeah it was uh it was rough oh, and uh, the landlady even managed to find a way to take it out of our deposit when we left the house that's so what land- landlords and landlords do yeah so that's uh that's that's the british working class indeed yeah or well, my, my brief experience of it sure <laughs> your brief experience of flirting with the working class life before you went <laughs> straight back to the middle yeah straight back yeah. to where you belong yeah <laughs> but yes basically they live in this kind of half basement half ground floor mm-hmm. apartment kind of thing but they're they're clearly in very dire straits financially mm-hmm. they're living hand to mouth uh there's four of them there's the mother and the father and they've got the two teenage yeah. children as well um and we see that they the opening scene they're having to steal wi-fi from a nearby cafe just to be able to get online yeah. they're like doing the, all the like, things like like standing right in the top corner of like well, their toilet is kind of raised up and they're just like pushing their phone right up into the very yeah. corner of it. And I mean, did this win best production design? Uh, I don't remember. Let me look it up. Quickly. I feel like it did. I feel like it definitely should have done. I feel like it won a lot. It did. It won a lot of the technicals. It won four Oscars mm-hmm. for best picture, best directing, screenplay and international film. It was nominated for production design and editing. Wow. Definitely should have won. I think both of those. But I love the way the sets of this film look, the, the mm. way it's framed. Like the, I think production design went to 1917. Oh, which makes sense. Yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, the fact that this toilet, the placement of the toilet really fascinates <laughs> me because it's like, it's elevated. The toilet yeah. is elevated. and I mean, it, I guess it's to stop the problem that I had. Yeah, I, I'm sure to, it makes to sense. to try and raise it abro- above the city sewer line. But it's also such a great shot that you get multiple mm. times of someone like standing on a ledge 
on a toilet seat, mm-hmm. reaching into the corner of the room just mm-hmm. to try and get a little bit of Wi-Fi signal. And, yeah. and later on in the film as well, when the sewers explode, mm-hmm. it's great. It's really, really good. Mm. Um, so yeah, we get this is we instantly get a sense of who they are and what their lives are like. They also take a job. They seem to like just work odd jobs here and there to just make any kind of money whatsoever. They seem yeah. to have very little in the way of... Uh, like folding pizza boxes. Well, yes, they get this job folding pizza boxes for which they get their minimal, already minimal pay docked because <laughs> one of them has folded it incorrectly. Mm-hmm. And I love how it never tells you who it was, mm-hmm. but it does say a quarter of them aren't done right. So one of them has fucked up, but it never tells <laughs> yeah, you... Yeah, because there's four of them doing it. There's four it. of them doing yeah, it. Yeah. So one of them's fucked up, never tells you. Yeah. It was the daughter. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, that, that vibe was clear to me, mm, but yeah. yeah. Also, I think that the dad, I reckon that he was doing like double the work that anybody else was doing. Oh, sure, doing. yeah. He was so he was so slick with it, so quick. I agree, yeah. That that that's a man who's learned how to work. Like yeah. he, he... That's the thing, they're not it's interesting because the characters are portrayed as kind of layabouts in many ways, mm-hmm. but they're not lazy, they're not work shy. No, they they no. will work to make some money. Like mm. they will absolutely put the work in. And they mm-hmm. do even in the when they get their jobs with the the rich family with the parks mm-hmm. that it's not like they're not doing their jobs. No, they are not, fully no. doing their jobs, but uh, well, I mean, she's questionable. She's okay. Yeah. Quite, <laughs> some more so than others, but yeah. they're not completely. But, but her thing. Oh my God. It, well, Do you mean the, the daughter or the mom? The daughter. The daughter. Yeah. yeah. She's great. Yeah. So yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're folding pizza boxes. There's a, I mean, there's a very telling early scene in which the nearby buildings are being fumigated for books. Mm-hmm. And they're in the middle. They're just sat there folding their pizza boxes. Mm. And then suddenly the basement begins to fill with toxic gas yeah. to kill all the bugs. And the family like, we should leave. Should, shouldn't we leave? And the dad's like, no, no, stay. We need to get rid of these bugs ourselves. And the, they're all just sat literally choking on poison fumes. <laughs> Still just folding pizza Still boxes. Still folding pizza boxes. Just which, kind of which then when they deliver the pizza boxes. Stink like the, of fumes. Yeah, they, yeah. These all smell. We can't use these. Yeah. But it's just, I mean... Some of the imagery and the symbolism in this film is not subtle, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. heavy-handed, but it's yeah. it adds to the charm in so many ways. Yeah. Um, so that's their lives. <laughs> they are literally living like parasites, which is, of course, where the title comes from. Yeah. Well, they're not living like parasites yet. No, but I mean, they're living like bugs. I mean, there's lots yeah. of bug symbolism, basically, yeah. Um, yeah, totally. They, they, like, at this point, they are the roaches that need to be ex- that yeah. the city's trying to exterminate. That's, Basically, that, that's, that, that, that's, that's, that's who the they metaphor. are. Yeah. The yeah. metaphor of them being parasites, that comes later when they literally start living off a rich family. Sure, yeah. But I mean, it, it all it all intersects, you know, bugs, yeah. parasites, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so they're in this very kind of handsome off existence. And suddenly their lives are changed when the son, one of his college friends comes to visit him mm-hmm. who's clearly f- from a much wealthier family who's much better off mm-hmm. in life in every possible sense and offers him a job tutoring for a rich local family yeah because he's been tutoring for this family but he's now going to study abroad because he has money mm-hmm. and he's in love with the teenage daughter with this family so he chooses the son from the kim family mm-hmm. because he trusts him to not steal his girl basically <laughs> Which yeah. backfires horribly. Sure, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so but but the, we we gathered that the son from the Kim family has not. He he clearly crashed and burned on on some level at college. He didn't graduate. He's not mm. a college graduate. But his advice is just fake it. Just just make up a mm-hmm. forge a certificate from some prestigious university. Yeah, I mean th- that's what this movie is. This movie is fake it till you make fake it. Fake it till you make it. One hundred percent. Yeah, that is the moral of this story. Yeah. And so he does. He forges some paperwork, some certificates mm-hmm. from a fancy Korean university. And he... I love the little montage of him using Photoshop. 
Oh, I'm sure you did, yeah. <laughs> Made it look so simple to just forge a document. Is it harder than that? I have no idea. Of oh, course, you, but you, you don't lie, yeah. So. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would never. No. So basically, he manages to use this opportunity to worm his way into the Park family. Mm-hmm. And this is this very wealthy uptown suburban family in the neighborhood mm-hmm. who live in the most fabulous palatial mansion. Like, I mean, this house was its own character. This house oh, yeah, should have been credited in the end credits. Like, yeah. it's amazing. Again, how it didn't win cinematography, I, I guess 1917 won that too, but... I don't think this was nominated, actually. Not even nominated? I don't think so. That's crazy. Or it didn't come up there unless, unless I missed it. But the way this... I mean, would, would that... Yeah, like, like, the that, way that, certain that, scenes are framed. It's not even just stuff with this house that we've mentioned. There's so many other bits, which... The whole film is shot beautifully. Like, every yeah. shot is a work of art for me. Like, yeah. nothing is incidental. Everything is so well positioned. I've got a print of this film on my wall at home. Yeah, it's fabulous. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. But, yeah, th- this house is just incredible. It's mm. Everything is everything seems so big mm-hmm. like it really feels bigger than anyone who's in the house at any one time which really yeah. creates this sense of like empty space and waste you know people who have mm-hmm. more space than they need also there's a staircase in every shot and there's the, that amazing window the front facing window oh, i love it looking out onto what's essentially like it's like a private park it's not a garden yeah. no it's, it's too big to be a garden yeah yeah it's amazing yeah. I, like it's it's weird that in a city that crowded Mm. Like even up there, when you're like up on the streets in that fancy area, it still looks very crowded. Like there's not quite any space there. But you go up there, and it's it's like it doesn't exist. It's yeah. like it's not in a city anymore. No, they're so removed. It's interesting because we cut between this house and obviously where the Kims live, which is this mm. incredibly you know cramped environment. We never really see much of a transition between the two. It's like this rich family's house is just completely removed from all of that. Like mm-hmm. there's no connection they never have to mix with this kind of underclass of mm. people who can't afford to live the way they live yeah which and i think they, it's very and, dis- deliberate yeah and so like they just don't know about this class no at not all. at all they just float through life yeah. yeah so so yeah we meet the mother of the of the house who is well the student min he says that she is he describes he describes her as very simple mm. and very naive which she clearly is like we meet her in she's a she's asleep for some reason <laughs> Uh, and she's obviously very naive. She's very rich and she doesn't really understand the world. And she's very easy to manipulate. Yep. She's, she, she's very easy to kind of take for a ride. Yep. And the son spots this very easily and sees that she is like, she, she's, she's a pretty easy target for whatever he might want to pull. Mm-hmm. So he kind of talks his way into getting hired as the English tutor for the young, the teenage girl. Yeah. With his forged documents. With his forged documents. Yeah. But also just by making a show of being, you know, really insightful and interesting and, mm smart i don't know so he gets that job and then the mother lets slip that she's also looking for an art tutor for her youngest child her mm-hmm. little boy who's doing a lot of, who seems to have to be acting well no bit. it's it's more that the, the the son kind of manipulates the conversation to go in that direction like was he, it not that he's like, like well, she, he's already painting weird paintings though yeah yes so yeah the little boy's already painting some weird paintings mm-hmm. and then the kim son he manipulates the conversation to be like oh so oh does the little boy does he do these paintings mm. and he's like oh yeah well i i know somebody who uh who does art therapy or something oh you're like right that. yeah i think that he makes up the role of art therapy. he introduces the concept so yeah yeah i loved this the first it's funny i watched this movie the first time and i hadn't even seen as much as a trailer so i had no mm. idea and i would recommend if you list this far in it's probably too late but <laughs> like i really recommend watching this movie utterly blind if you can Definitely, the less yeah. you know the better yeah. it, it, it's such a delight to watch a movie like that where you have no idea where it's going to go it's so mm-hmm. rare these days 
but I loved the kind of how the first hour of this movie feels like a heist movie. Mm. It's got a real almost Ocean's Eleven kind of. I mean, not, but... Yeah, you know, I, I, know, I know what you mean. I absolutely know what you mean. You know, that kind um, of, just that pleasure you get from watching a good plan come together. Yeah, yeah. And what's weird about it, and slightly skipping ahead, what's weird about it is when they all get their roles in the house, it's like, okay, now, like, we're only like an hour into this film, now what? Mm. And it starts off plot number two afterwards. It's great. Oh, I mean, the turn it takes in the midpoint is incredible absolutely but yeah and that's what makes this movie so good yeah but yeah basically from this point it's kind of a, a heist movie where the family just decides now they've got a way in they just decide to insinuate themselves into this family mm-hmm. by deception and it's so entertaining it's so satisfying to watch it's, yeah. it's just great so uh the daughter comes in as an art therapist mm-hmm. she comes in for an initial like a meeting or something just to yeah. meet just to meet the boy and give a bit of a just see like oh does he need therapy or not spoiler alert, he does because yeah. then she'll have a job yeah, yeah, yeah um and saying like oh yeah this this black mark that's on the the bottom right of this painting that means that like he's troubled yeah um and like oh it's on all his paintings oh my goodness he must be very troubled he definitely needs therapy yeah um <laughs> it's just great because the, the mother do. is so naive as well she just buys it yeah. hook line and sinker yeah. yeah and then the rich family have this driver and a chauffeur, well. yeah. The chauffeur, yeah. And so he drives the daughter home, um, who's again, I don't remember her name, but the Kim daughter home. Yeah. Um, well, she's called uh, her English name is Jessica. The, the other thing is the rich family give them all oh, English yeah. names. So she, she's called Jessica at that point. Okay. So yeah, he drives Jessica home and she immediately does this. I don't know if this was pre-planned or if it was just a spur of the moment thing for her. Oh, it's spare at the moment. That's it. They, they, they all just act on instinct. But... Yeah, but like it works so well. Mm. It's so simple. She mm. just takes her knickers off and just leaves them in the car. Yeah. And that's it. It's the simplest act and it works perfectly because then uh, later on, like the dad finds it or something. The, the rich dad finds it. Mr. Park. Yeah. Mr. Park. He, he, he finds them and then it's like, oh, what's that drive you've been doing in my car? Yeah. And... And you that know, opens just, up a vacancy for the next person. Yeah, basically, yeah. like, like the, yeah, that chauffeur who's been with the family for like 20 years or whatever. Like, he's out. Yeah. And so it's like, well, now we're looking for a driver. Um, uh, You, art therapist, do you know any driver? Oh, yeah, I know a driver. It's great. He's he, he definitely not my dad. Yeah. Uh, well, so each one who comes in <laughs> introduces the next one. So it's not like there's one person who's, try, who's like introducing yeah. every new employee. And so the chauffeur, so the Kim dad, he, he gets really close with the rich mum yeah conversationally close with the yeah rich oh mom. sure i mean the main thing in the movie is that they're not close at yeah. all but yeah so there's one person left there's the housemaid who mm. again has been there for years like probably yeah. decades mm. you know she knows she knows the family very well she's known the kids since birth mm. but like okay well there's one more member of staff in this house and we still don't have a job for 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 the for mom. mom yeah so i guess that we've got to get her out in some way and like this one is the last one and so they make it more elaborate. Well, each one gets a little bit more nefarious. Yeah. <laughs> like the son gets a job legitimately. He just gets a recommendation. I know he does. Well, forge, he, he forges some ID. Yeah. But you know, whatever. The do- then he then his he gets his sister a job through absolute lies, like mm-hmm. complete lies, because he is l- at least genuinely apparently a, a good English tutor. Yeah. That's what his friend says. There's no evidence that the daughter knows anything about art therapy. So that, that's just like pure lies. Well, she, she does even say at one point, like... I Googled it, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just Googled some facts and then make up the rest. Yeah, and it works. Yeah. And then the father <laughs> gets his job by getting the actual chauffeur fired. Yeah. And then the mum gets... And, the... and like, he, he is a, 
a driver, I think. Like, he can. Yes, but what I mean is he's actively cost someone his job. The other two yeah. haven't. So it, oh, yeah, each yeah. one is becoming more nefarious. And of course, by the time it gets to the housekeeper, it's like attempted murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's great. So somehow they learn that she is allergic to peaches. Yes. And so the plan that they get is to... Well, first of all, the driver takes a selfie of himself in hospital. Yeah. Um, with her in the background mm-hmm. and then shows it to the rich mum just saying like, ah, oh, so I was just getting this routine checkup and I saw her there and she was speaking about this disease that she's got. Yeah, and so, and so he says, well, like, oh, I'm concerned for the kids. Like, you, you, you don't want them, them to get TB. Mm-hmm. And so the, one, the woman's like, oh, okay, well, you know, might not be, might not be TB, but, but you know, what I'll just, we'll just see. And so then... They do this great plan where, like, he's chauffeuring the mum around for a bit, but they're coming home in like half an hour or something. I don't know. And meanwhile, the uh, the, the daughter she takes some scrapings of a peach, just like scrapes the skin, scrapes lots of dust off a peach, mm-hmm. and then just sneaks up behind the maid and sprinkles it on her. Yeah. So that then she just starts coughing, just triggering an allergic reaction. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then the dad, who's chauffeuring the mum, they come home and they see her coughing, and they see her coughing like in like. Coughing onto a napkin that she's yeah. been given, I think, and then puts it in the bin. The dad goes up to the bin very subtly, but very smartly. They've already told us what they're going to do, which is really where it feels like an Oceans film. 100%. He very subtly just like squirts it with like a hot sauce, a red hot sauce, mm-hmm. and then just drops that in the bin as well and just picks up this napkin and it looks exactly like she's been coughing up blood. Mm-hmm. It's so well executed. That's what, It's so it's, satisfying to watch, isn't it? it? Really like, I is. love seeing a plan it's, come together. Yeah, yeah. it's... <laughs> It's just, it's just great. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the first half of the film. Pretty much, yeah. But I think it really is an, an interesting way of showing as well how disposable, quote-unquote, poor people, like the help are to this rich family. Because mm. even though you're right, the chauffeur and the original housekeeper have clearly been working for them for years. Mm. As soon as they outlive their usefulness, there's no like sense. It's just like, yeah, they're fired. Let's replace them. Yeah. Which obviously sets up the class struggle, which is essentially the message of this movie. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's pretty pretty harsh. It's pretty harsh, but it's it's very well executed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now they're all in, and one thing I really appreciated about this film was the way, it, over the course of this first hour, it demonstrates how each of the Kim family reacts to the rich family in a slightly different way. Mm-hmm. They all have their own kind of way of handling them and of, of coping with this newfound you know success. So mm. the son, he really wants to assimilate. He wants to be part of the family himself he, he yeah. fantasizes about marrying the daughter mm-hmm. he's kind of pretending to be something he's not he's, he's just really trying to assimilate essentially yeah the daughter as you mentioned is just bullshitting like she knows every right button to press <laughs> even from the start where the son is very like um agreeable she just is like she's like no you can't come in so she's to, to the mum. she says things like no you can't watch me teach your son you need to leave leave us alone get out mm. like she's really demanding and she pushes a look because she knows that that will make her seem strong mm-hmm. which makes her more credible mm-hmm. and so she's probably the best one at manipulating them really mm. and then the dad is kind of very servile he's because he's kind of from an older generation he's, he genuinely is just very like you know bowing his head and doing yeah. what needs to be done yeah and then the mom i think just doesn't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> I love how the mum just like the whole film just seems like she just does not care. Yeah, like, great. Yeah, yeah. No, she really is. So then, yeah. So that, that's the first half of it done. Mm-hmm. The second half kicks off when the so the the, the rich kids so the, the rich boy wants to go camping. I think for, for like his, his birthday. birthday yeah, the, the whole family take him camping. Yeah. Yeah. So they all go out for the weekend. Mm-hmm. 
um, which means that now the Kims have the whole house to themselves. Yes. They can be themselves. There's nobody watching them. They're in, like, they're in this mansion. They think of it as theirs. Yeah. Their mansion. And, like, you can see the satisfaction on their face. They feel like they've oh, yeah. earned this. And they are making a huge mess. They make it, yeah. This is such a they're good all, scene. They're all really drunk. Yeah. They're all eating loads. There's food everywhere. Do they have a food fight? They have like, a food fight. They're, drink, they're, they're reading the little girl's diary. They're, they're, they're yeah. showing no respect whatsoever for the property, yeah. whatever. It's, like. it's not like damage. It's not like anything that they can't get out no, of. No, 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 not at all. But, but it's just, it's so funny how they immediately become just these entitled slobs in this house it's yeah. great but yeah. the scene goes on for like 20 minutes and it's such a good scene like you mm. get so much about like them and their dynamics and mm-hmm. like th- this is where the mother i think delivers one of the most thematic lines of the film where they, they're talking about the rich family the the, mm. the park family and they're somehow like they're not so bad they're not bad people and mm-hmm. and the mum says something like yeah they can they're not they're not bad. They can afford to not be bad. Like, <laughs> if I was a witch them, I'd be a nice person too. Instead, I'm poor. Yeah. I'm a bitch. <laughs> God, yeah, that is really great. Yeah, it's such a fantastic. Because, because like these characters, they are bad. They're horrible. Yeah. Like they've just they've they've lost two people their jobs. Yes. They're, like their 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 careers. On paper, they're the villains. And but... that's not even the worst things they do in this in this movie. Oh no, it gets it's about way. to get a lot worse. Yeah. And yeah, no, it's 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 a very it's a very good way of putting it. That like if I had that money. I would be good. Yeah, I'd be a nice person because I could afford to be nice. But also, I think that's really, it's really true. Like, in my limited experience of interacting with very rich people on the few Mm -hmm. occasions when I've, like, befriended people who are, like, come from money and have never had to worry about money in their entire lives, Mm -hmm. it's not that they're, like, I've never met a rich person who was really horrible, Mm -hmm. who was just, like, a mean-spirited, nasty human being. Yeah. But there's definitely, like, and I'm being broad, I'm sure there's lots of rich people who are lovely, but, like, Broadly speaking, the ones I've interacted with, I, there is just that naivete there where they mm-hmm. just, there's just they just don't think about certain things because they, they've never had to worry about it. Yeah, like money is not. Sometimes they're really. Ge- Another thing in this film is like the rich family; they're very generous. They're not mm. mean with their money; like they throw money around. Mm, yeah, totally. But, but in a way, it's even more insulting to the poor family. It's just like, yeah, we'll pay you to come to our party because like. <laughs> It's not even a consideration. Like money literally means nothing to them. The other day to my boss, I had to explain what ground coffee was. <laughs> oh, really? Is he super rich? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> wow. Fantastic. He was like, just, just disappear like like sugar or something. And I was like, no, you, you, that's what you use a cafetiere for. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, you don't just buy it. Well, I, I didn't say I wasn't, but I was like, yeah, you don't just buy it in Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's great. You, move, you should move into his basement. <laughs> Maybe I already have. Infiltrate his life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a great, it's a really interesting scene. This is where you really learn a lot about the family. Yeah. But then everything starts to change. And this is where the film really kicks it off. It takes its turn, yeah. It's, and it, you know, it takes its sweet time to get to the, it even, do, it doesn't from rush, the start no. of the scene to get to like the biggest twist of the, of the movie. Uh-huh. It takes its sweet time. 100%. And... I enjoy every second of it's, it. It's so well paced. No yeah. part of this film is boring. No. Nah. It's such a well paced film. Yeah. And like you get engaged with this film so quickly. In. Yeah. But yeah, so it's pouring down with rain. It's like torrential rain. Mm. It's pretty rough. And uh, there's a knock at the door or the doorbell rings or something. I don't know. Yeah. Intercom. Um, yeah. The, yeah. It's, it's an intercom. It's a video intercom. And uh, so the mother who is supposed to be like at the house. She's technically she, house sitting. Yeah. yeah she, she's the maid. So yeah, she's yeah. house sitting. Uh, the other three are not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And so she goes and she, she answers it and it's the old maid. Yeah. 
The previous mate who they poisoned with peach. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she looks very disheveled because, I mean, it's, yeah. it's I love how, like, outside, so, in the yeah. early scenes, she, when she's actually the housekeeper, she seems, she's so put together that in the opening scene, they think she's the mother of the house. Like, mm. she's so, like, prim and proper and, you know, she looks really put together. It's because she could afford to be. But as soon as she loses the job, she just unravels. And now yeah. she's this, like, mess. Yeah. And it's, re- and it's like, it really shows how, like, that thin line between poverty and being, mm. you know, secure if you fall off it you can just spiral and mm-hmm. she's like the, the embodiment of someone who spiraled mm-hmm. yeah. yeah definitely so yeah she looks disheveled yeah <laughs> um but uh i forget what it is that she says but they she tried... says she's forgotten something in the house after she got let go and she just wants to come uh, in yeah. and get it yeah. yeah that's it so they let which her is in. an understatement of the century <laughs> <laughs> so they let her in and uh does she run straight to the basement she goes straight down to the basement she and... runs straight to the basement and uh, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just so insane. She pulls this bookcase to one side mm. and reveals that there is a, there's a bunker underneath the house. But again, with the cinematography, how is this not nominated? That shot. Yeah. The shot when, so she goes down to the basement and the family just wait for her to come back. They don't follow yeah. her. And then the mother eventually, because she takes so long, goes down to investigate and you just see that this little old 60, 70 year old little, little mm. old lady who looks like very much not athletic. Mm-hmm. She's literally just pinned against the oh, wall. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> it's so like, funny. Yeah. She's like trying to move this bookcase that's kind of stuck. Yeah. Um, it's hysterical. Yeah. And she falls down and like she it's a proper, it. like, a stunt person definitely came in for that and oh, did sure. a pretty aggressive stunt. I would hope the stunt person did most of her stunts. <laughs> it's not she, the worst that's going to happen to no. her in the next 20 minutes. Yeah. So yeah, and they go downstairs and it's this, it's not an amazing bunker, but it's a, it's a full, huge bunker that's like deep into the ground. Is this from the Korean war with, I think, is this like, I think it's supposed to be that because North Korea and South Korea are always at war. I think Mm. it's it's not uncommon for rich families to have these crazy bunkers that are like nuclear bomb proof or whatever. Yeah. But the family currently living here don't know it exists. It's from the previous owner is what we understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, when you're selling a house, you'd say that it's got a secret bunker. Yeah, I'd I'd bid more for that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, so we go downstairs, and the the I'm gonna call her the peach maid. Um, peach maid. <laughs> she's she, there's her husband is down there. Yep. And he's almost been, dead. Almost almost dead. Like he's not eaten since she was last in the house. Clearly. Yeah. Because apparently something got stuck under the bookcase. Yeah. Which we see, and yeah, it turns out that she's been keeping him down there for years potentially decades he's a wanted criminal he well he's he's not a wanted criminal he's hiding from debt collectors oh sorry yeah yeah so he got into massive amounts he he had a failed business and got into massive amounts of debt which again it's talking about like the poverty line which is Mm. the main story of this film yeah uh yeah so he's been hiding from debt collectors for years by living in this basement underneath this house Mm -hmm. and she's been working as the maid to kind of as a cover yeah to be close to him yeah yeah so like this guy's been living in the basement for years and I don't, I don't, I don't really know what, what more to say about it, really. But like, it's, it's the, it's the gag of the century. It is, it's the, it's the gag <laughs> of the century. Yeah. So, well, this, the, so the family, the mother, who's the only one who's supposed to be there, is taking all this in, and then the rest of her family fall down the stairs, and it becomes oh, yeah. clear. And the son <laughs> twists his ankle. Oh yes, yeah, sorry, yeah, because at this point they're all hiding from the from the peach maid. Yes, because they're not supposed to be there. Yeah. And then she realizes, oh my god, you guys aren't just 
employees, you're a family. Yeah. And she films them on her mobile phone. Mm-hmm. And then she's got the leverage then. Mm-hmm. Cause she's like, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to send this to the, the parks, the rich family and mm-hmm. you'll be exposed. Yeah. And then it just turns into a fucking battle royale. Yeah. So then it starts turning into a massive battle, mm. which is then like it immediately stopped when the phone rings mm-hmm. and it's the rich mum, And she says like, how quickly can you make this meal mm-hmm. you know, speaking to the maid because we're going to be home in 12 minutes yeah and it's like oh my god shit the rich family are coming home in 12 minutes the we're, house is an absolute mess. the house is an absolute state like most of us aren't supposed to be here nobody nobody even knows that you exist you live in a bunker yeah <laughs> uh, so what do we do about all this and like so first of all the peach maid is she's just insane at this point yeah so she just wants to out the family mm-hmm. um like she's lost the fight she just wants to out the family she doesn't seem to care about the fact that then her secret bunker with her husband will be found mm-hmm. but that's i guess that's not just not on her mind no right. they're fully at war at this point yeah and the rest of the family they're just like scrambling to tidy everything up at the same time as the maid is like trying to work out how to make this weird obscure meal that yeah. the little boy really wants well this is the other thing the it's interesting like as good as this film is and it's the best film i saw last year mm. i feel like we're still you're still as an english viewer you miss some jokes just because you're not like embedded in korean culture and you don't speak korean so there's like the mm-hmm. subtleties that i don't think mm. like the subtle jokes that i think pass us by because apparently i was listening to a commentary on it today and apparently the meal that the little boy asks for is just insane right because it's the mom who asks for, him, for them to make it for him apparently it's like because it's it's like a korean like rice noodle dish mm-hmm. with sirloin steaks mm. and apparently it, it's it's the equivalent of like asking for a pot noodle with a sirloin with a sirloin steak on top of it it's like <laughs> the cheapest most simple meal imaginable but because they're such snobs and they can't accept that their son just wants to eat junk food. Mm. She's like, Oh, just stick a sirloin steak on top of it. Like just, it's that <laughs> ludicrous. Like. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. No, that's definitely a uh, thing that we'd miss. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she's really struggling to make this. The rest of the family put, are all put in the house together mm. and like they, they just do it. Like to, 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 the, to the extent of like just grabbing lots of broken glass and just shoving it under the coffee table. Yeah, they're table. not tidying; they're just shoving everything. It's yeah, the Mary and then approach, jumping yeah. under the coffee table themselves to hide themselves. Yes, and so like the dad and the two kids, they're hidden under the coffee table. The peach maid is down in the basement, just going crazy. The mother is just serving up this meal. The rich mum comes in. The peach maid runs up the basement steps into the. This kitchen. is the gag of the movie. This, this is, is the moment of the movie. Yeah, this is insane, and such high tension it's hilarious the way the mother just so like casually. Without, so casually just donkey kicks her in the face not even that she doesn't donkey kick her she, she just not, she just pushes her is it just a push it's, it's a single it's it's ice cold it's amazing she just she walk <laughs> she's walking she's got the dish in one hand she's walking the crazy peach lady comes running up the stairs mm-hmm. without even missing a beat without looking at her the mother just ice cold just goes shove Pushes her down the stairs to her death. Push, yeah, push like you burst out laughing at how smooth that that yeah. move was. Just pushing her down the stairs, just because the tension's so high, you don't know mm. what to do. You just let out a laugh. Yeah, it's hilarious. And it is hilarious. And then the woman, you see the woman roll downstairs, and, and then just clearly like, break her neck. Yeah. Well, she just like smacks Max the back, back of, of her head, head yeah. like she caves in her skull yeah. on like the, the wall at the bottom of the stairs, and it's like, oh my god, I just laughed at that, and that woman just brutally died. Yeah. 
And but it is a hilarious setup. It is like, hilarious. It's such bizarre filmmaking. It's so good. And again, the, that like mother I, is ice cold. Yeah. And like I watched, I watched it with my parents. I wasn't watching the telly at this point. I was watching my parents' reactions. Mm. They had the exact same reaction. They, they laughed too. Burst out laughing. And then, like, cover their faces in shock. <laughs> yeah. I don't think my parents would take to this film. But I, lo I love the idea of watching it with them, but I don't think they'd take to it. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's insane. And, like, so essentially they, they pull it off. Yeah. Um, they get out. Well, she, 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 she serves the meal. The boy doesn't want it now. So I think the mum so. has it or something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I forget what the, uh, what, 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 the, what the maid then does if she hangs around or something. No, she, but, yeah, she's supposed to stay because she's like the live-in maid. Yeah, yeah. But the rest of the family, they're hidden under the coffee table mm -hmm. and the rich mum and the rich dad, they sit on the couch. Because the son wants to park out, wants to camp outside in the yes, rain. Yes, and so they want to just be what? able to see him. Yeah, they want to make sure he's safe, yeah. And uh, they start having this conversation and it's, it's a horrible conversation. Yeah, this that, is a brutal scene. That turns into them talking about how the dad, the chauffeur, he smells really He's bad. He's got bad body odor, yeah. Yeah, and he just can't get rid of that smell. And it's it's a long, drawn-out conversation about, like, the type of smell and everything. It's just... It's and he's rough. lying, not only having to listen to it, but next to his two kids. It's yeah. the most degrading scene you could possibly imagine. Yeah, yeah it's it's horrible. Mm. And then they start having sex. Yeah, well, like, role-playing as poor people. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, um, where are the old knickers? Oh, sell me drugs, sell me drugs. It's just so... <laughs> It's so wrong, but it's so right. Like. Um, it's it's just horrible. Mm. And then uh, yeah, and then after like hours later, once once they've both fallen asleep or something, um, the family start edging their way out of the mm. coffee table, and like they all mostly make it. But then like I think the mum gets up or something, and it's like, oh my god, are we about to get found? And they're just like lying in the floor, not under the coffee table anymore. They're just like yeah, they're crawling the like bugs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they 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 make it out. It is still really raining it's like monsoon season you know? yeah it's, it's it I, I, down, i've no. never seen rain like it in this country it's no. insane and so yeah then we just get this long montage of this family just descending into the city mm -hmm. and it's it's really metaphorical it's great yeah like the sun says this is so metaphorical yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like they're descending back into the pits of like mm -hmm. i mean when when they get back to their apartment it is Someone's left the window open and it yeah, is it, flooded. It, it, yeah, it becomes, as, as they get lower into the city, it becomes clearer and clearer that like, oh, this, this is, this rain is bad. This mm. is, this is bad news. It and, gets, yeah, it gets to the point where they're like wading through their own shit. The whole house yeah. is flooded. Uh, at a certain point, the, the daughter is sat on, for, on top of the toilet, which again, at this point is literally just spewing shit, mm -hmm. like human feces, human feces, human feces. <laughs> and she's just like, and she's sitting on nonchalantly yeah. playing with her phone. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, Cause like there's nothing else to do really. Yeah. They just need to, they just need to survive the night. Basically. Yeah. That's it. Like all their stuff is ruined. Yeah. Um, like we've not mentioned that like the mother used to be like an Olympic an Olympian. Oh, or, yeah. or, or something and like she has this medal and like then the medal that's in a frame and like the frame is just full of sewage now yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just horrible like they're, they're most proud they've got so few things but the things they've got they really appreciate and now they're all it's all fun. been destroyed yeah, yeah. it's horrible mm. and so yeah then like they they wake up and they're in like a uh what do you call it like a refugee camp yeah they've like gone to stay at like a halfway house for the night yeah. yeah like a big community center yeah. i think it's like a, a netball court or something something yeah yeah into the stay in there and they've just got to go to work the next day 
Yeah, so it's the next day and the fam- the rich family call them all up because they want to go because they're throwing a birthday party for the little boy mm-hmm. to make up for the camping trip having yeah. fallen apart. And they want them all to attend for the various reasons. They want the chauffeur there, obviously, to drive. Mm-hmm. And they want the two teenagers to be there. Because they've just got close. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they want the two teenagers there because they're close, yeah. Mm. Uh, and again, the mother of the rich family is just like, we'll pay you to come. We'll pay you to call our lesson, whatever. It's just, and <laughs> when they've literally lost everything, it's just mm. even more offensive to them. It's just, mm-hmm. you can tell it's just another stab at them, which is, mm-hmm. it's already like chipping away at their self-esteem. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we get to the, the birthday party, the fateful birthday party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they throw a, like a garden party for the little boy, basically. Mm. And they're all there. But obviously the, the the family are all really concerned because they know that the housekeeper and her husband are still locked in the basement and they don't know what's happened to yeah. them. So Do they all know that the that the peach maid has been like they don't know, basically killed? They like, don't know that she's dead now. Okay. I mean, also, know that, she, also she doesn't die right away. No, that's it. She's like she's she dies quite slowly, mm. which is upsetting. But um no. Basically they get back to the house for the party and the dad is being humiliated straight away because the rich family's dad makes him dress up as a, like a native American yeah, and pretend the little boy's murdering him. Like he's just being, <laughs> just, yeah. Cause he loves playing cowboys and Indians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the son of the family, he decides to sneak down into the basement and just check on what's going on mm-hmm. with the peach maid and her husband. Mm-hmm. And while he's down there, he spots, he realizes that she's died. Mm. And then her husband, who was just like crazy, gone completely crazed with like, anger and grief yeah just beats him almost to death with a rock mm-hmm. with his own rock his money rock which is it's again it's oh own. yeah for, yeah i did forget about that yeah like i really thought that he was dead in this moment me too i like, mean it, he because like he gets proper pulverized there's blood then, everywhere yeah and like this like he's already bleeding from the head unconscious and bleeding from the head and then this guy just as far as we know just crushes his head with a boulder crushes his skull yeah basically which is crazy yeah no it really seems like he's died mm. so he yeah he beats him to within an inch of his life and then the maid's husband comes upstairs goes into the garden party mm-hmm. sees the daughter mm-hmm. like his face is covered in blood yeah well. he's he's Cause, completely cause, mad at this because also he's been like operating we've not gone into this whole area of subplot it, yeah. but he's been operating light switches with his down down in face the bunker. yeah, yeah he's, he's been handcuffed so all he can do is just like smash his head against the wall yeah and he's just like cut open his head or something 100 percent. yeah yeah so he he looked insane beforehand now he looks like he looks terrifying yeah yeah absolutely so he comes outside he spots the daughter and he just walks oh, up yeah, to that's, her. that's one of the reasons why the little boy potentially needed therapy because he was always scared of like seeing a face and like Remember earlier on in the yes, film? Yes, no, you're right, yes. We, do, we we see his face, like, looking up from the basement. Yeah, that's and it. We, it we, is so scary. Yeah, we learn that the little boy of the, from the rich family has all these uh, emotional problems because he thinks he's seen a ghost. What he's actually seen is this man coming up out of the basement to, mm-hmm. like, steal food one night. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, he comes he comes staggering up the stairs and he sees the daughter of the, the Kim family, the poor family, mm-hmm. And he just walks up to her and stabs her in the chest with a knife. Mm-hmm. Basically stabs her to death. Yeah. And she's lying there and she's bleeding out and she's dying. She's literally dying. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the murderer attacks the mother who's like wrestling and trying to mm-hmm. like push him off her. Uh, the dad is trying to stem his daughter's bleeding. Yeah. But the sight of that happening causes the son of the rich family to pass out. Like he, he, he kind mm-hmm. of swoons, whatever. He freaks out. Mm. 
And then the rich family just don't give a shit about the the Kims. They're just no. like, throw me the give me the car keys, Mr. Kim, give me the car keys. Mm-hmm. And just something something inside the dad snaps this kind of Well well he's, he's like, Give me the car key and the dad has, I think at this point, killed the murderer. No, no uh, yeah, the murderer well uh, yeah, I think he maybe has, yeah. Yeah. Um he he's like killed the murderer or something like, with like a bit of barbecue equipment or something. And he, and Mr. Kim's just like lying on the floor as well. Mm. And the dad's like, Give me the keys, give me the keys. But at the same time, he's also holding his nose. Yeah. And it all just Because of, of the smell, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, of the smell. And I'm not sure if the dad just thinks like he's holding because he, he he thinks it's he who smells, mm. or if it's the murderer that smells, or if he's just like, Oh, this rich guy just thinking us working class people just smell. Mm. And just 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 reacting to that when like my daughter's over there, she's dead. Yeah, and it's a complete disregard and, for and, their and, lives, and, yeah. and he's complaining of the smell. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's that that just it's sna- he snaps, and he just grabs the knife that the, that the murderer was using and just stabs him. Stabs him straight through the chest. Yeah, yeah. and it feels very justified. It's very cathartic. Yeah. yeah, but like he's not stupid. He knows that he can't just get away with it like mm. this, so. He escapes down. He, he he just goes out the main. He end, runs main out of the garden. Yeah, yeah. He, he runs out the garden. Nobody follows him. Nobody sees where he goes. Yeah, it's all nothing. the confusion. Everyone's too shocked. Yeah, yeah. And you know the film will kind of slows down, and then there's a bit of a time jump, isn't there? Yes, there's a time jump of several months where we learn that the daughter died. Mm-hmm. The son had to have major brain surgery, but he did ultimately survive. Yeah. The mother survived as well. The mother and the son were charged with like fraud and mm. but they were acquitted like they, they just got off with like probation or something mm. and the father hasn't been seen since he's yeah. completely got missing and no one knows whatever happened to him yeah and then so we see that that's what their lives have become and then the rich family well the dad from the rich family mr parker's also died mm-hmm. he's dead and the mother and the two children have moved out there mm-hmm. understandably so they don't want to live there anymore yeah, yeah. so they've moved out and a new family has purchased the house. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to several months later and uh, the son is spying on the house where mm-hmm. his family got murdered. And he spots the lights flicking on and off and he realizes that his dad is sending him Morse code from the basement. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the dad has actually, in the confusion, rather than run away, he ran into the basement and hid himself. Because again... Yeah, he ran out the main entrance and then ran back in he the garage back on himself, yeah. Because yeah. other than the family and the people who are dead nobody knows this basement exists it's yeah. com- a complete it's hidden behind a hidden behind a bookcase like a, bu- a yeah, bookcase it's, it's a, se- a, a secret book- entrance yeah yeah exactly so it's the perfect place to hide mm. and so he's just trapped there indefinitely and he just comes up every now and again to uh steal food steal food yeah, yeah. send it well send a message from down below pretty much yeah yeah and so then the son he he pledges and we we see this play out as mm-hmm. like as though it's as though it's really happening he pledges that he's going to He's going to get a job or whatever, and he's going to he's going to work his way up. He's going to make his millions, and he's going to buy this house. Mm-hmm. And one day, him and his mum are going to move into the house, and then the dad's going to come up from the basement and meet them in the garden the day they move in, and they'll be a family again. Yeah, they'll be back together. Mm-hmm. But then we kind of cut out of that, and like that's all that, that all could ha- it all could happen. It's clearly not going to them. Yeah, that's that's what this because initially when I first saw the movie, I was like, I really loved that movie, but I don't think it needed that last scene. I was mm. like, oh, it should have ended just like with them killing the other family and then it would fade to nothing. No, I just but it actually per- no, it, on re- watching it a second time, I was like, no, that that's the it, it's the perfect ending because it mm. is like he's still after everything, living in this false hope that he can possibly mm. come back from this and like be like that the rich family. Mm-hmm. 
and it's not going to happen for him. Mm. Like, it's clear that he's never going to be able to buy that house. Yeah. It's it's such a bleak ending, but it's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that is, that's where it ends, yeah. Yeah. And so that is uh, that's Parasite, Parasite. Last year's Best Picture winner. A deserved winner. A great, great film. Yeah. Man. Like, the more I talk about this, the more I absolutely love this film and i'm so happy that it won i'm so thrilled it won so yeah. yeah whenever a good film wins it really turns the whole year around mm. like for uh, for the, the whole oscars round yeah like remember the time when moonlight won yeah and it like that whole oscars was just like a it was a bit of a downer it was kind of it was a mess so like, expected yeah. and like yeah fine why do we even care about the oscars yeah. and then like this film that really deserved it not just it was a great film mm. it deserves same, to win yeah. the best picture and this is that yeah and i also felt felt the same for the shape of water as well mm-hmm. um i mean i forget what else was happening that year and if it was and if i was feeling a bit down about it or anything but but also like when olivia coleman won them for the favorite which yeah, is, nobody like, thought she would but it was so the best performance that year yeah. yeah and like i just love it when people win for what they do like yeah. olivia coleman winning for the favorite that was a very Olivia Coleman role. Yes. This was a very Boondrong Ho film. Sure, yeah. yeah. And like The Shape of Water was a very Guillermo del Toro film. 100%. Um, I love it when those films win and also win Best Director as well. Yes, I agree. That's, it's just, it's great. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, when you're hearing this, this is just after the Oscars, but we're still before it. I really hope that something like that happens at, at yeah. this year's Oscars. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, we'll talk about that in our Oscars. Uh, I'm sure we will, yeah. Um, pre preview yeah uh preview well we'll do it we'll do a pre-episode ranking i guess and then we'll do a post reaction as well just a very short one so So they'll by the time you're listening to this they'll They'll probably both be be on the feed somewhere yeah yeah. cool all right do you want to do some drinking games always yeah great so i have drink for light turning on and off well that's a good one yeah drink for lighting just lighting in general like everything about the way this film looks is so perfect and Mm. the lighting is such a huge part of it but yeah yeah the 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 plot strand that we kind of skimmed over was that the husband of the crazy housekeeper in his solitude being locked down in the basement he had learnt morse code Mm -hmm. and he would play with because he had access to the electricity of the house from his Mm -hmm. basement he would switch the lights on and off for the family he'd become like obsessed with the family and serving them yeah Almost like he loved them. He did. Well, that's the other thing. It, 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 again, this film is such an interesting comment on how we deal with wealthy people and, and in, wealth inequality in the world. It's like he didn't see the rich family. Nobody sees the rich family apart from in that brief moment when the fa- dad stabs them. Mm. Nobody sees them as the problem. Mm-hmm. It's always the poor people fighting among themselves mm-hmm. and just accepting that, yeah, there's going to be people above us who have more money than we do. Yeah. And that's kind of. I guess that's kind of what is going on in this at this part of the film. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so there's lots of symbolism of lights being turned on and off and Morse code being used with lights. And mm-hmm. yeah, lighting in general is, is a big part of this film. Yeah, definitely. Why were those light switches down in the basement? Like, how did that get wired in that way? I don't know. Why did it get wired in that way? And how did nobody know about it? Like, I understand the rich family not knowing how the lights turn on, just like thinking that it's a it's a smart home. The lights. I think turn that's. On I think they, they're just that, so that, naive. That, that makes sense. But how has nobody ever had to like work out how those Follow lights turn on? Like, where is the fuse box for the house? Is it down in the bunker as well? I think you're supposed to think that. Well, ultimately, whose responsibility would it be to deal with that stuff? It would be the housekeeper. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a good point. The rich family, they're not going to get their hands dirty. That's a good point. Yeah. Yep. Mm. All right, that's Answers fine. Answers that, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I had drink for every bug reference. Oh, yeah. One aspect of this film that I think is super underrated is the choreography of mm-hmm. the actors. 
there are so many great scenes when they are literally physicalizing being bugs mm -hmm. like whether it's they're crawling across the floor or just even when they're walking up right they're scuttling like a yeah. lot so many scenes they're like hunched down and it's like they're running around mm. as if they are insects scuttling out of the way it's 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 a fantastic visual metaphor for the meaning of the whole film it's, mm -hmm. it's it's from start to finish it really shows up a lot yeah yeah um i've got drink for any reference to smells drink for smells absolutely yeah yeah mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a lot of that in this yeah yeah this this idea that they can't wash off like the stench of mm. poverty or whatever and, mm -hmm. yeah and in the first scene the, they're getting fumigated you know what i mean it's yeah. just it's yeah. so it's it's very on the nose but it's very well done yeah. mm -hmm. uh, i had a drink every time the rich mom is asleep that was just a little <laughs> runner that i really enjoyed <laughs> how she's got some kind of narcoleptic issue where she just can't stop sleeping mm. yeah sure um, drink for stairs or drink for people ascending or descending it almost felt like the movie labyrinth yes like every yes. shot there was those those weird crooked staircases that were always in frame mm -hmm. it really added extra characters of the house i agree yeah yeah, yeah. and of course many people fall downstairs mm -hmm. violently so like, yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. stairs play a big role in this film definitely yeah 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 uh drink every time a character tells a lie sure mostly the main four the main family like the way they lie to get you know where they want to be it's i love it when the script of a movie makes all of the lies come together and make sense mm. and serve a purpose like they're such great bullshitters it's <laughs> yeah. really really good yeah definitely um yeah I had that one too i've also got um drink for foreshadowing or ridiculous twists sure any example i mean well the, ridiculous yeah. twist speaks to itself what do you mean foreshadowing well foreshadowing like just foreshadowing is the wrong word, but things you pick up on the second watch. Oh yeah, I was gonna. I meant to say I loved like, oh, watching. Oh, I know how those lights are turning yeah. on. The, and yeah, it's great because watching this, I would always say never watch this film for the first time with any kind of. Don't Google it. Don't watch a trailer. Nah, nah. Don't listen to this. Don't listen to this. Watch <laughs> it blind. Sorry, you're too late now, but watch it blind. It's so good. But then I really enjoyed watching it a second time with that foreknowledge. Oh yeah, because yeah. it really does add a little bit extra. Yeah definitely i agree yeah. yeah i love a good film that you can get you can get more out of watching mm. it multiple times same you know what's not a good film like that well i'll drive don't <laughs> just don't i won't i won't i know better, <laughs> I know better. I know better. Uh, okay here's an interesting one drink every time a character speaks english sure this happened a lot with the rich family they would because the whole film's in korean there's no mm. real english reference i mean the kids are being taught english so there's that but there's no english characters there's no english plot but no. the mother from the rich family is constantly just dropping random english words in did you notice mm, yeah and apparently that is a thing in korea where it's a sign of like wealth and affluence if, if you can like drop random english phrases into your sentences oh, right well we, we need to be very rich over there then yes well you know but no <laughs> for like for not for korean you know people mm. who don't necessarily speak fluent english to just yeah it's just one of those things it's a sign so yeah i just thought that was really interesting how her character is always speaking korean but just dropping in random english phrases here and there mm. for no reason yeah yeah um last one i got is drink for that rock the rock yeah the, we didn't talk about the rock it's it's a very it's so metaphorical yeah so metaphorical <laughs> uh, but it, it's it i guess it's supposed to represent like the poverty because mm. there's a whole scene where the son actually just says out loud he says something like it's weighing me down i can't let go it's literally weighing me down mm. and yeah it, it's very much obviously a metaphor for like this working class life that's just like they're wearing around their necks and they can't get out of it so mm -hmm. it's very interesting yeah 
my last one is well i've got two more drink for every shot of that window mm-hmm. that amazing <laughs> patio window or just drink for property porn yeah every time it's shot in a property porn anyway but my very last one is drink every time the wealthy family throws money around oh, like yeah, really yeah. nearly unnecessarily just like yeah. sure we'll pay you for this we'll pay you for that we'll pay double for that whatever yeah. like and makes the actual family have to work for their living just feel even more mm-hmm. you know diminished yeah it's it's really subtly like well done yeah 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 so yeah nice nice those were drinking games listeners if you want a couple more drinking games or maybe you want to, uh, to hear some more some more sequel ideas from us or from our listeners then you can get extended episodes by going to patreon.com slash beyond the box set while you're there if you become a subscriber you also get a few extra bonus features such as beyond beyond the box set a bonus show where we review recent releases mm-hmm. you can also have a 30 second advert slot on the main show which john will edit in after this and once a month i think it is we also do a patreon episode on the main show yep. you can pick a patreon at random they get to choose a film for us yep. you can come and guest if you want to but you don't have to i believe we've got one coming next week we do i'll tell you more about that at the end of the show yeah right so all that at patreon.com slash beyond the box set indeed Bonjour tout le monde, I'm Finn, and every Tuesday I host a podcast called Passport People, in which I talk to people from around the world about the places that matter to them. What is so special about each location? What makes each place tick? Where are they headed? To join us on our round-the-world trip, talking to a diverse range of fascinating people from an incredible variety of professional and cultural backgrounds, search for Passport People in Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right now, on sequels. Indeed. On to ah, sequels. you go first. You want me to do my sequel first? Yeah. I mean, okay. I think I was the first last week. So. Okay, sure, I'll do it. So my, I've gone I've for... I've gone first loads recently. I feel like you do. Like, you, you oh, 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 of my own. Yeah, you, yeah. Just, you seem to prefer it. I, 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 far bit for me to take that away from you, but yeah. it's fine. Now, nah, let's, let's mix it up for just this once. Okay, sure. So I have done a direct sequel. Mm-hmm. It takes place one year after the events of the original film. Yeah. Which fits. Uh, and it's called Parasite 2 Reunification. Okay. Yeah. So obviously at the end of the original film, after all the shit that goes down, we end on that very bittersweet note where the son promises to go to university, mm-hmm. make his millions, buy the house and reunite the family. Yeah. So we cut to 12 months later. Mm-hmm. Not Probably not a surprise. None of that has happened. Mm-hmm. He has failed to get back into university because his criminal record prevents him from getting into any kind of decent university. Uh, yeah. So he can't get any kind of good job. Mm-hmm. He is still living in that basement apartment with his mother. Mm-hmm. But now because it's just the two of them, the father is, you know, living in a basement and the daughter is dead. They are under constant threat of eviction. Like right, they're yeah. barely holding it together. Like they thought things were bad before. Things are 10 times worse now. They are barely holding it together. Mm-hmm. Also, the mother is increasingly depressed and despondent because of what happened. You know, her husband has disappeared. Mm-hmm. Her daughter is dead. Like she is... I think she's in the throes of a deep depression Mm -hmm. and she's not handling it well. So she's, you know, a mess. And the son is the only one who's holding the family together. So the son is incredibly angry and embittered by everything that's happened. Mm -hmm. He's really a low point in his life. Yeah. When one day he sat in his apartment, he's trying to get Wi-Fi, obviously from the local cafe, much Mm -hmm. like before. He gets his Wi-Fi, he goes on social media and he sees to his shock and anger that his old friend Min, who was the college student who got him the job at the family house, Mm -hmm. has gotten engaged to the daughter of the family. Oh, dear. Yeah. And they've they've announced their engagement on Instagram or Facebook or something. Mm -hmm. So this revelation kind of tips him over the edge. Mm -hmm. 
because he convinces himself, you know, over time having had nothing to do with Stu on his own misery, mm. he's convinced himself that Min was actually the cause of all the horror that befell his family. Right. His, his, his sister yeah. being killed, his father being forced into hiding. Mm hmm. Because if he hadn't offered him that tuition job, None of it would have nothing would have happened. Mm -hmm. So it's all his fault and he deserves to suffer for that. Mm -hmm. Especially now that he's stolen his woman, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously not, but yeah. that's in his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he reignites his clear skill for deception, which we saw in the original movie, mm -hmm. to actually get a job at the catering company who are servicing this wedding for Min and the rich family's daughter. Mm-hmm. So he's, he actually gets a job catering the wedding that he's trying to destroy. Right, okay. And obviously he has to keep a low profile because if anyone sees him, they'll know it's him from, you know, because they all know who he is now. Mm -hmm. But I thought that could be like a fun play on like the class divisions in the original movie, you know, and where he thinks he has to hide so that nobody recognizes him. So he's in a constant state of paranoia. Yeah. But actually the rich family are so oblivious. They're so completely oblivious that there's many occasions when they should notice who it is because mm -hmm. he's right there in front of them. Mm. But because they don't even think about looking at the help, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that they just don't see him. They look straight through him yeah. multiple times, multiple times this happens and nobody sees him and nobody ever notices. Oh, it's him. He's the guy who literally was part of that weird family that, that mm -hmm. killed our husband or our father. Like, they just don't look because mm -hmm. they're just so oblivious to that whole thing, which obviously makes him even angrier because mm. they're just completely dismissing him. Yeah. I like where this is going. Yeah. But I do think at a certain point he has to reveal himself to the daughter. Like, yes, definitely. He hides, he spends a, a, a certain amount of time like on the, on the sidelines, just watching them. And he realizes that they're just still moving through life, not noticing him. Mm -hmm. But then, so eventually he decides he has to step it up a bit. So he reveals himself to the daughter who, lest we forget, was in love with him or had a crush on him before it all went down and her dad died. Mm -hmm. So he reveals himself to her and she's initially horrified, of course, but he uses the old crush she had on him to kind of seduce her. Mm. And he paints himself as the victim of everything that happened. Like He, he tells a fake version of how it all played out to make it sound like his own father forced him mm -hmm. to play a fake role yeah and to pretend to be someone he wasn't right okay yeah and so he, he just acts like he was completely innocent in the whole thing mm. and she just falls even more in love with him because mm -hmm. she's very naive much like her mother yeah and he uses that to completely seduce her and it turns out that she is actually more attracted to him than she is to Min, her mm -hmm. wealthy fiance yeah because there's something about this guy's you know vulnerability and the deception, I guess, but mm. you know, like just, just, yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, it turns out sympathy that she did as well. Sympathy, everything, yeah. you know, she fancies him a lot more than just, she fancies her fiance. So they, yeah. they start an affair. They start sleeping together, but he also then reveals himself to the mother unbeknownst to the daughter, like separately. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who, How does that go down? Who we already know is super naive. Yeah. And he also manipulates her feelings, mm -hmm. ends up having an affair with her as well. Oh, right. So now he's sleeping with the mother and the daughter on the eve of this wedding. Wow. Separately, not together. Wow, what a dog. What a dog. What a, what a dirty, dirty dog, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's got... Sorry, it's, just, it's funny you saying that. What? How? <laughs> you just sound really white. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what a do... No, I'm not, I'm not going to accent it. I'm not going to make it worse. It's fine. I am white. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with it. It's fine. I know you are. It's funny. <laughs> 
So, so basically on the eve of his best friend slash worst enemy's wedding, he's sleeping with both the bride and the mother of the bride. Right, okay. Purely yep. for revenge. Not because he yep. loves either of them, just purely for revenge. Yep. Meanwhile, I'm thinking while he's been out of town, the mother has been having her own adventure. I mean, his mother. His mother. His right, mother's okay. been yeah. having her yeah. own adventure. Okay. Where she has been also... She, I think the, the son told her where the dad was. So she knows that her husband is in this basement. Mm. So she's become obsessive about watching the house. Mm-hmm. And maybe the family, which has subsequently moved in, they go on holiday. They go yeah. back to Germany or whatever. Yeah. And so she has an opportunity to break into the house and reunite with her husband for the first time in like a year. Mm-hmm. And they have a tearful reunion, etc. And she releases him. She helps him to get out of the house. She convinces him to leave the house. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking another funny thing was she could help him to craft like an elaborate disguise mm. because obviously he's like the most wanted man in Korea. He's wanted in connection with yeah. a murder, multiple murders. Of rich people Of as the well. wealthy, yeah. But again, I'm thinking it's been a year. The case has died down and nobody's really looking for him. Mm. And also, because he was a complete nobody before this happened, nobody has any photos of him, no clear photos, no, mm-hmm. like, he's he's not a known quantity. So all they have are some, like, grainy CCTV of some guy running out of a garden. Like, yeah. they don't have a full face of him. Yeah. So the disguise is meaningless. They, they, they quickly realize that he is completely anonymous regardless. Like, mm-hmm. even though he killed one person he is still completely anonymous because nobody cared enough. It's again, it's a comment on the wealth of the, Oh, sorry. It's a comment on how these wealthy people just see poor people as just like anonymous Mm. blank slates, blank faces in the crowd. Like they don't care about them at all. So they realize that they can both also walk around free and nobody's going to question them. Mm -hmm. So that I think they also join their son at the wedding of the wealthy family. Now all three of them realizing that they can pass and nobody notices them because nobody cares about them. Mm, and yeah. they're all at the wedding. And I think they all take their own positions. Mm-hmm. So the son is working as a caterer. Mm-hmm. The mum, I think, is just working as like a cleaner or a waitress or something. Sure. And I think the dad disguises himself as the... Maybe they get rid of the actual priest. Right. And he takes the role of the priest. He's <laughs> okay. officiating the wedding. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And so then... It, we'll, all eyes on him. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, well, basically, we've got to the end of my brainstorming. But I'm thinking, what I want the climax to be is the the wedding moment where the rich the, the rich daughter and min the best friend mm-hmm. are walking down the aisle together to get married mm-hmm. she's obviously got cold feet she really is in love with uh the son from mm-hmm. the kim family yeah but they walk down the aisle and then all at once like the father reveals himself he rips off his disguise <laughs> and you know it was me and this the son yeah and the son and, and they're the all like who yeah but but no no but, but they I want it to play out where they all are revealed at once and then the police get called on them and they get arrested yeah. and they get dragged into prison. Does anybody say like, oh, so that's what that smell was. Could be, could be, that could add to it. That could absolutely add to it. Yeah. yeah. But I just, I like the idea that they've all, they've all gone so far and they've all lost so much. They've got nothing left to lose. Mm. And so they destroy the wedding and then they obviously they reveal everything and they reveal that the son was sleeping with the mother and the daughter. So the wedding's off. The wedding is destroyed. <laughs> yeah. They've destroyed that entire family. They've ruined the wedding. It's yeah. a complete mess. Everyone's crying and wailing. It's all over. Mm-hmm. And the free parasite, the Kim family mm. are arrested and they're hauled away like in chains, in mm-hmm. handcuffs, but they don't care because they've got their revenge. They've destroyed yeah. the wedding. They, they've destroyed this family forevermore. Everyone hates everyone. The mother mm-hmm. and the daughter have been completely, mm-hmm. their relationship's over. It's just, yeah. So it's just, they've caused all this chaos and they've got their revenge. Even though they get arrested in the process, doesn't matter because they've mm. got what they wanted out of it. Yeah. 
So that was uh, that was Parasite 2 reunification. I like it. Mm. I like it. Thank you. Okay, so you did one year later. Yeah. Mine's 20 years later. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's a full... Big old time jump. Yeah, full new generation. Mm -hmm. So the son, um, he is still working hard to earn enough money to buy that house. Sure. I mean, is his dad still alive? Presumably. I've okay. not, not seen him in 20 years. Okay. Um, I'm guessing the son hasn't got very far, though. He's... Wealth-wise. He, he, he's not he's not a millionaire he's not able to buy that house right uh, sure. yet but he's on track to like he's working at a, he's, he's made some progress yeah yes. he's, he's worked his way some way up a company not all the way but like you know he's on track to okay but also after years of hard work he couldn't help but actually start a new family okay so he's got married he's got a couple of kids maybe they're teenagers or something you say he couldn't help it as if just like they had no say in it it just, it just happens <laughs> oh I, I worded it weirdly yeah sure but like it's been 20 years. Sure, like, his life has moved on. His, him, yeah. his, li his life has moved on. He is still, like, publicly, I say publicly, his family know that he is still working to buy this house to free his dad. Okay, so, so that's still his main objective. Yeah, but, like, he has also built a life around this mission at the same time. Okay. Um, his mother lives with him. Okay. So they're all still together. That's nice. Um, so, yeah, the company he's been working with, it's uh, now started to not do very well. Maybe there's yeah. a recession happening or something yeah the economy yeah sure. yeah and uh he loses his job oh no and so we're gonna watch firsthand as they just they drop right down the. oh the is this like again. the spiral yeah okay so i'm probably gonna get some sort of a montage or something sure a depressing montage i've i've literally written cue a depressing montage <laughs> great um <laughs> yeah yeah so cue montage of them uh moving house into a smaller dingier one mm. that maybe they were in like a nice house not like a super nice house but, but nice like, enough it's all right um one so like where the original film had them like on the rise this is half them on the fall mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah at, at this point mm -hmm. so yeah like his wife now has to take on extra shifts at her job um the kids and his elderly mother they've all now got to find ways of making extra money like it's not quite that you know they're they're folding pizza boxes while being exterminated sure but, but they're not far off but you know, they're all having to make some money to try and like hold on to this, this, this moderately middle class life that they've, sure. they've, they've earned themselves. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, ultimately they're moving downward and over the course of this montage, we're going to get a good picture of what it's like to move downward. Cue a lot of footage of them walking downhill, walking downstairs, um, rain. Subtle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It continues to not do very well, and they lose the house again. Oh, no. And they have to move into what is, coincidentally, the same basement from before. Oh, so they've completely... They've fallen back, right yeah. down. Right back to where they were. Right, right back to where they were. Oh, dear. Um, and the first night in the flat, uh, once his wife and kids are gone to, gone to bed, he and his mother, they share a long look. So they're the only two who've lived in this place before. Sure. They share a long look, and without saying a word, they both know that they're going to do exactly the same thing again. Okay. They're going to con their way back in. They've, they've learned nothing. They're just going to go straight back onto the con. <laughs> well, they're just going to try. Well, maybe they just won't murder anybody this time. Sure, no, no. I respect I respect the hustle. Yeah. So, yeah, the next day, he uh, quits the temp job that he now has mm -hmm. um, without notice. And he and his mum, they go to the, the same big house, um, hoping, you know, which they go and sort of track the Morse code off every night. Sure. Um, hoping they'll be able to con their way into that house again because mm -hmm. then they'll be able to see that. Uh -huh. And this is actually the closest, like physically, that they've been to him for 20 years. Right. They've, they've never gone back to the house for fear of being found. Okay. Be uh, are, they, are they actually reunited? 
no, not at this point. So yeah, they're, they're just going there to see who lives there. Unfortunately, it's a couple who are very capable. They don't employ any staff or anything. Oh, they, no. don't, they don't have any kids. It's like, yeah, there's not really an inn there. Like, so he, so the, their husband slash father is stuck in that basement. There's nothing for him. Basically, yeah. I mean, the Morse code is going, so like he's presumably still there. Sure. But yeah, so at this point... Fortunately, across the street, they hear a bit of a bit of a ruckus starting up. There is a man shouting at his servant who has just dropped a bag of shopping out of the car. The mother smiles and has a very mischievous look on her <laughs> face, like, this is my time to shine. She slowly bites into a peach, thinking back to last time. Mm-hmm. And uh, at this point, I'm just going to do a little fade to black cut to two weeks later. Okay. They're, they're in the house. They've, they've got in. We could do the whole the whole thing again, but it's basically the exact same as the first. So one. they're both working as domestic help now for the family. Yeah, and I say that he's got his family involved as well. Okay, so he's so he's got his own like wife and kids who are part of this whole yeah. deception. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So, Next generation. So he's the driver um, this time around. His mum's the maid. Um, like there's there's definite parallels to the original, and uh, his children and maybe their mother they are gardeners. Okay, well. they've created a fake business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they make up a gardening company, which is a super exclusive gardening company to try and to try and get the rich people to get sure. interested. Sure, it's, it's all a big fraud. It yeah. specializes in plants from a certain type of soil that they've convinced the house, house owners that they have. And this soil is fake, yeah? Yeah, absolutely, okay. yeah. Um, it's all completely made up, but it's like, oh my God, yeah, I mean, we'll pay you loads of money to we do our We need this exclusive absolutely soil, yeah, okay. This, yeah. So making them basically pay for dirt is what you're getting at. Oh, yeah. pretty much, yeah. yeah. So they fully inf- infiltrated this house. And the moment comes where the rich family, they go away for the weekend or whatever. They have the house to themselves and they're like, right, okay, is there a bunker in this house? <laughs> let's, sure, just, yeah. let's just go and look it up and find it. And it does. It has the exact same bunker. Okay. It's just across the street from, from the first house. So it's like... So same setup, yeah. Probably sure. built at around the same sort of time. Uh-huh. Maybe maybe even by the same architect. So yeah, same sort of bunker behind a bookshelf in the basement. And uh, yeah, they open the door and are greeted with a terrible smell. Oh no. It doesn't take them long to discover that the people who used to live down there died down there. Oh, no. So it's just the decomposed corpse. Yeah, there's some very spooky skeletons. Did you just say skeletons? Yes, I did. Okay. So while they're down there in the basement, in the sub-basement, the, mm-hmm. the bunker, they hear a noise of somebody coming downstairs into the basement that's above them. That's like the, the, you know, the, the real basement that the family know about. Sure. And so the mum moves very quickly to close and conceal the entrance to the secret bunker mm. with them inside it. Just oh, wow. Like, just, okay. Well, just because that's where they are right now. And like, they, they don't want the rich family finding out about this secret bunker because it might come in handy. The mother is very resourceful. She doesn't, she doesn't like think about anything. She just acts. She acts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. She needs to shove a bitch down the stairs. She'll shove a bitch down the stairs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, they wait quietly for a few minutes for the sound of the person to disappear as they leave. And they go to open the door, but the handle's broken. Oh no. The door is sealed and they are stuck on the wrong side of it. So they are stuck in this bunker. In With no... Bunker. Does anyone know they're there? No one knows they're there. Oh, shit. No. Like, they, they probably presume that these people are missing. Mm-hmm. You know, that the rich family will presume their staff are missing. But they don't know the bunker exists. They so don't there's... know the bunker exists. Oh, interesting. So it's now becoming like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They look around for the bunker for some food, but there isn't any. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the skeletons ate it. Um, it's a sorry. <laughs> it's a it's a very it's a very depressing moment where like sure. suddenly like oh god we are screwed. They're, they're trapped no, in the underworld forever now. Yeah. yeah. So they're stuck in there for a day or two um, until at one and like they're all starving at this point. Mm-hmm. Understandably, um, yeah. 
until at one point uh, maybe the girls are like play fighting or something probably not play fighting probably more sort of bickering over something but if everyone's really hungry you're not going to be play fighting i was gonna say what, what um, are you anticipating you're like you know. yeah <laughs> until one of them pushes pushes the other who falls into a secret button mm-hmm. which opens what they thought was a concrete wall and the doorway opens revealing another staircase down they're just going deeper underground to yeah. quote jimmy reply <laughs> intrigued they all walk down the long staircase until they see some light they walk faster um, to get to the light at the end, and they go through a doorway, which opens into a very large park. Oh, okay. They're startled by the sunlight, which they've not seen in days. Clearly, yeah. So, you know, they're blinded by it initially. But then they look around, and they see that this park, it has loads of doorways. Mm-hmm. So it's like a... Are they actually outdoors now? Yeah, they're actually outdoors. And it's this this park that's just in a city that maybe they didn't know about, or in a part of the city they didn't know about. Okay. And it's just full of doors that's... You know, leading to like uphill where the rich part of the the city is. Okay. You know, presumably leading to all the bunkers. It's like an emergency exit from all the bunkers. If like the nuclear war were to happen and that top exit to the bunker were to be sealed, then, you know, this is how you go down. So the son, he, by the the son, I mean the dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He quickly runs to the, to the door next door. You mean the son from the original film? Yes. Okay. Um, He quickly runs to the, to the door next door to the one they just came out of um, trying to open it, but it's locked. Right. You know, presumably that's the one that leads to the bunker that his dad is in. Okay. That has been in for 20 years. I see. But it's locked. He bangs the door in vain for a while until he slumps down at, at, at the foot of the door, crying, defeated. But then a shadow appears beside him. He looks up and it's his dad. The ghost of his dad. It's not the ghost of his dad. It is his dad. It's, oh, he's, he yeah. survived? Yeah. He's 20, okay. 20 years older. Okay, wow. He, he's 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 bearded, well, obviously. He's mm. bearded, mm-hmm. and uh, all his hair turns very has turned very silvery with uh, with age. Okay. They hug, and the mother runs over too and hugs them as well. So this isn't this isn't like an apparition. He's actually physically there. He's actually physically there. I mean, that's that's pretty much the end. Okay. You know, they're 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 reunited, happy ever after. And you know, maybe he meets his the dad meets his grandchildren at this point, and he has a. An emotional sort of hello and just like well this is this, this is weird isn't it we're all in this park mm-hmm. but uh i've tried to be quite subtly metaphorical and clear i've got to explain it but uh like escaping poverty no um <laughs> they, uh, tried. <laughs> <laughs> i tried no 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 they, they they all got locked in that bunker and uh they died and Oh, so it's, and, it's and actually they, a sad ending for them. They, they went through a tunnel and there was a light at the end of the tunnel. I mentioned that they came out and they meet their dad. Oh, so he, it was deaf. Because he, he died. They, they all went through. The light at the end of the tunnel was heaven. Oh, I the see. Park, okay. The heaven. They met their dad in heaven. So, oh, so it's all a metaphor for the hopelessness and futility of the, the rat race because they're ultimately all going to die. I Sure. Yeah, I guess. Like, you know, he tried really hard to... Um, to Really, really hard. So is the daughter there? Is the daughter there as well? I, yeah, I I couldn't find a way of putting her in without it being extremely obvious. Well, yeah, but I think she should also appear. Yeah, yeah. and then they're all reunited in the afterlife. Yes, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so so it's like he he's he tries to make all that money to try and win that house back. Yeah, or buy that house back, and like and he gives his life away. Yeah, it it it, cost, it costs him everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, like you said, how you thought the original film ended. Um, you know that like maybe he did but in reality he didn't he absolutely didn't yeah. this is that okay this, this is like he tried he really tried and he got very close mm-hmm. but he just didn't 
No, I really like the idea that they actually come to a point where they can't save themselves. And it's like, that that's the message. And it's, it's like, don't waste your life trying to be something you're never going to be because you'll mm -hmm. just end up realizing what, waking up one day and you're dead. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, that's an interesting. Yeah. I think it's a more realistic way of doing it. Yeah. Which again, the, the original Parasite does definitely strongly hint to at the, at the very end. That, uh -huh. Like this isn't going to be a, a happily ever after mm. because for the majority of cases it's of, not of, of this sort of thing it's not a happily ever after yeah um so yeah that's no. uh that's parasite 2 welcome home i like it i think that's a very very good sequel so mm, thank you very well done should we get to listener submissions yeah cool we have a few this week ira ray said trio triosolite i guess it's trio okay yeah trio triosolite yeah mike carey said symbiote Yep. Again. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Got it. Uh, Brian Vaughn said, "Pair a sight." It's the two. Pair. Pair. It's two okay. of them. Pair. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> this is this is not the most. <laughs> the, 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 these are not the best. They're getting better. Frank A. Smith said, "Parasites." <laughs> the family infiltrates two different rich people's houses at the same time. So I guess it's parasites. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ryan Klima said, "Parasite two, in." Insectric boogaloo, not not electric boogaloo. Mm -hmm. Insectric boogaloo. Mm -hmm. uh, Rob London said, "Parasite versus host. The Kim family must join forces with the Park family to battle the offspring of the monster from the movie The Host, <laughs> okay. which we haven't seen, nope. but I've heard is very good." So yeah. Uh, Terry hey, Parasite, Parasite, the host, is a, is a good little connection there. There is. I feel like this is clear. This director's mm -hmm. you know, he's got a he's got some themes. Mm -hmm. uh, Terry Parr said, "Parasite Two: The Tapeworm." very good and finally james hinson said parasite 2 because you hogs managed to miss the omnipresent message of the first film so spectacularly you need to hear it again <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah great sorry we do we're, we're basic bitches what yeah. can i say so thank you everybody for those sequel ideas for parasite we ask you for your listener submissions every week a few days before we record by putting posts out on facebook and twitter where you can post your ideas so make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't miss out so listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box set. You can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and many others, all of which you can also leave a fast review if you so wish. You can also support us on Patreon for as much or as little as you like. All you need to do is uh, donate as much or as little as $2 a month, and you'll get all the bonus features, including our bonus episodes, extended episodes, and the chance to choose a movie that we do on a future episode. You can find all the relevant links in the description below or at beyondtheboxit.com. Mm -hmm. And next week, Harry, yeah. it's a Patreon pick. Okay. And we're going to do something wild. Is that what it's called? You ruined the joke. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the film we're doing next week is you, called Something Wild. You can always count on me to ruin the joke, John. I can count on you for everything except watching You Can Count On Me. It's <laughs> the one thing I can't count on you for. Uh, yes. Deep friend of the pod, Julio. Mm -hmm. with us since very early on in the day mm -hmm. thrilled to have him back is going to join us to discuss the classic cult jonathan Demme movie something wild all right cool so okay. join us next week listeners yeah. yeah thanks for listening everybody thanks for being great thanks very much bye, bye.